Christ, you're a new creature, you're wonderfully and fearfully made, you're special to God, you are unique in you, he has put all the wonderful things, much more than you can think or imagine, those are the things he has put in you, why don't you declare and call yourself wonderful and glorious things, the Lord says you are a city that is set upon a hill and you cannot be hid, he says you shall be the first and not the last, he says you shall be above and not beneath, he said, with your hand, you shall handle serpents, and they will not hurt you. He said, you drink poison, it will not harm you. He said, you shall speak in new tongues. He said, you will pray for the sick, and they shall be delivered. He said, you can cast out devils. That's what the Lord said about you. He said that you shall be above only and never beneath. He has promised you. Those great and precious promises are for you. Just speak about them to yourself today. Call, call yourself those things. Prophesy those things into your life. In Jesus' mighty name, we are praying. We are also going to pray for Brother Victor this morning. We are going to call upon the Holy Spirit to strengthen him in the inner man. The Holy Spirit should strengthen him, should build up his capacity, should enlarge him. It should fill him with new things, new treasures, new treasures, new treasures, unsearchable riches of the Spirit that he should deposit them in him. And his ministry will grow, it will grow greater, higher, and faster in the mighty name of Jesus. Let us now pray for quick understanding in the Spirit, that the Holy Spirit will open up our hearts to receive the engrafted word of wisdom this morning, that the Holy Spirit will open up our hearts to receive more of him, to understand the words that they, as they come this morning, because he said the world cannot understand because they are not his own. But we can understand by the help of the Holy Spirit, because the Holy Spirit is the one that wrote the scriptures himself, and he's going to speak to us himself this morning, as for quick understanding in the spirit. Thank you, Father, because you are God. In Jesus' name we are prayed. Amen. Good morning, church. The choir are going to help me this morning. We are going to be singing this song repeatedly. You know, that song that uh, Sister Rosie sang, she sang it by the Spirit. She didn't sing it herself. Flesh and blood didn't reveal that unto her. That's a wonderful song. It says, we cry, Abba, Father, hallowed be your name. Yes, you can stay in that corner. You don't, don't, don't bother call. But we are going to sing that song once again. We cry, Abba, Father, hallowed be your name. Hallowed be talking this morning take the future part four last week we had our father in the house so he, 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 he preached something different to us but it's still in the same trajectory we're still going to be talking about taking the future as we've said our life is on the upward and today we're going to be talking about the new creation the new creation in christ you know where we stopped uh penultimate week we spoke about you becoming born again 
that you cannot walk in the fullness of what God has prepared for you if you do not become born again. And I said this for emphasis, that no matter how well history has judged anybody, no matter, no matter whatever history book you have read, and history judged someone excellent that a person has done extremely well, but that person was not in Christ, that person lived a super life. Until we get to the other side of creation, that is when you will know the loss that the economy of God has suffered because of people who never walked in their true identity. You can never know here now what could have been if people have walked in the purpose that God had made them for. That is why you, by God's design, you are joined to a family of God so that you can understand who you are and you can walk in purpose and fulfill all that God has planned for you. So today we're going to be talking about the new creation. Who is that new creation? And we're going to start by reading the scriptures. And that song we sang just some moments ago. You could, you could hold your microphones wherever you are sat in the congregation because you're still going to sing that song. Just hold your microphones anyway. Amen. You're going to understand why and how you can sing that song. Because it's not everybody that can sing that song. That song, we cry, Abba, Father. A lot of people sing it. Yes, we know some, some gospel ministers, whatever, they sing those songs and people just join and chant it. You can sing a song without having a soul. But to sing that song, for that song to have a soul and have meaning to you, there are certain steps you have to take. And there is something that enables you to sing that song. That is not a common song. That is a covenant song. And you must walk in covenant before you can sing that song. Everybody else that sings it is just doing music. And pleasuring their soul. Now, we are going to start by reading from Ephesians chapter 1. Ephesians chapter 1, we are going to read from verse 3 to 11. We're going to use this, these scriptures as a foundation, then we talk about some things quickly. Holy Spirit will help us. If we cannot finish today, we continue next Sunday. For us to be able to take the future and walk in the fullness of what God has proposed for us. Ephesians 1, I start from, please, can we do NKJV? If the media can help us with the New King James Version to have a simplified English so that people can capture and grasp a lot of things. Thank you. I read from here, verse 3 to 11. Please make sure you follow us. And I want to say this, please. If you have a note, Please, just jot it down. It could be on your phone. It could be a writing material, whatever. It's not going to be possible for you to understand or grasp everything now. You'll have to go over it again. And your mind alone cannot capture everything that is going to be said here today. So that is why I said it's important when we come to church. Let's bring writing materials. Because spiritual things are very slippery. It will come, you think you have retained it. After two or three hours, it's gone. But if you've written it down somewhere or jotted it down somewhere, it could help you. I start from verse 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. Just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. I quickly want to say something. In that verse 3, he said, Blessed be God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessing in heavenly places. Now, there are some blessings that are for us, but they are in heavenly places, isn't it? He chose us in him before the foundation of the world. There has been a walking on you, for you, about you, 
before the foundation of the world. And there is no earthly education that can divulge that information to you. I'm very sorry. There is no earthly program or process that can bring out those things that were, that were written and formed about you before the foundations of the earth. There's no earthly process that can divulge those informations to you. I continue. Just as he shows us in him before the foundation of the world that we should be holy and without blame before him in love, having predestined us to adoption as sons by Jesus Christ to himself. Can you see now? He has predestined us into adoption. Through who? Jesus Christ to himself. According to the good player of his will. To the praise of the glory of his grace by which he made us accepted in the beloved. In him we have redemption through his blood. Now, we have redemption. You move from darkness and death as an unbeliever. You cross the bridge. That bridge, I told us, that bridge is the cross of Jesus Christ. It's the cross of Jesus Christ that forms that bridge. You walk across that bridge. And as you are walking across that bridge, you are washed with water and the blood of Jesus. The water is the word of God and the blood of Jesus Christ. It cleanses you as you walk across that bridge. And you cross over to the other side. And as you cross over to that other side, you cross into light. First, First Peter 2, 9 talks about that. How God has bring, brought you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Now, you cross that bridge, you walk into the light of God. And as you walk into that light of God, you become a changed person. You become a new creature. You become a son of God. I continue. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of his grace, which he made to abound towards us in all wisdom and prudence. Having made known to us the mystery of his will. Now, who makes known to you the mystery of his will? That's God himself. There is a mystery. His will about you is a mystery. It takes something very unique for God to reveal that mystery to you. Who you are really is a mystery. It's a mystery in the will of God about you. It's a mystery. And it takes something extra, something God level for you to have the revelation of who you are. That is why people can't really define you. And you don't know the full extent of who you are until you have a close walk with God. And that God level process will reveal to you who you are. But that's why the Bible says, continually, no self for example, people perish for lack of knowledge. Because you don't know who you are. I continue. It says that in the dispensation of the fullness of the times, he might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on earth in him. Verse 11. In him also we have obtained an inheritance. Now, we are going to get to inheritance later. In God. In Christ, you have an inheritance. The word inheritance is a very big word. It's a very big word. If you can understand what inheritance means. It's, inheritance is a, is, is a one-year conversation. Inheritance is a very, very big word. If it says you have inheritance in God, it means you are an heir of God. An heir is an inheritor. It's someone that gets something like a successor. You are a beneficiary. You, are an in, you have an inheritance in God. If you understand the concept of who God is, if, if, if the Bible tells you you have an inheritance in God and you can grab that word, all things are yours. You know, there is the Ephesians 3.21 person we spoke about. 
now unto him who is able to do exceedingly above all things according to this power that works in you. The one who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that you may ask or think. That's the place we are going to, remember, that's the creature we are going to. You have to become that creature that can, that can, as you are thinking, the Holy Spirit is doing it for you. As you are thinking it, no matter how wild it may be in your imagination, God is still looking for people who can think the wildest things, the wildest innovations are yet to be made. You know, uh, I think I, will, I, I just quickly want to say this before we go on. I was in secondary school. I held the remote of our television. I'm talking to you something early 90s. I had the remote control of our TV. We used to have a TV before. It had a wired remote control. A lot of us don't know that remote controls were wired before. Remote control were wired before. You have to plug, you have to plug the remote control. Yes, that's what I grew up seeing. You plug the remote control and you press it. And then the TV will work. Then later on, we got another TV. It, didn't, it was now wireless. We didn't have to plug it. You just put a couple of batteries in it. And then you press it. It works. Then one day, you know, we came home on holidays. If, we, if this remote can become wireless, I said, everything we are using electricity in the world can become wireless. Hello? Everything we are doing in the world, you know, you still plug your TV to the world. You plug the catch, you plug everything. You know they can all be wireless. And somebody is going to grab that concept. And when he innovates it, probably the person is going to become the next Elon Musk, isn't it? But the Holy Spirit has... You know when I first thought of it? Early 90s. That a time will come, because I grew up in Nigeria, that we wouldn't have to run wires all over because it would become wireless. But there are still a billion ideas out there that God wants to put in you because you have an inheritance in God. But you must work with God and something God level must reveal to you. Wow. Now, quickly let us go to verse 17 to 23. Verse 17 to 23, what does it say? It says that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. You see now, he keeps talking about that revelation. We need revelation to understand who we are. We need wisdom to understand what God has put in us. Because if you, if you understand who God is, for God to sit down and tell, and tell you now in his word that he had formed you in the mystery of his will before the foundation of the world. Now, let's continue. It says, verse 18, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling, what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance and the saints. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe? According to the working of his mighty power, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at the right hand in the heavenly places, far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in that which is to come. You can't grasp that now. You have to go back and read it. What he's telling you there now is that you have a blessing in Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is above all things. If you walk in that level that God wants you to walk, all those fear, which, witchcraft, blah, 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 blah. Because I want to let you know this. There is no power of the enemy that can touch you without permission from God. Hello? Even if Satan afflicts someone with sickness or infirmity, there is a permission process in the spirit. Are we together? 
There is a permission process in the spirit. Go and read the book of Job. Before someone could be afflicted with sickness or disease, there is a permission process. So if you understand your rightful place in Christ, they said there is a witchcraft somewhere in the village. Chain in the village, but you are not among. You are not on that list. Amen. Quickly, let us go to Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10 to 13. Ephesians 2, 10 to 13. Ephesians 2, 10 to 13. Okay. Are we there? The NKJV. Thank you very much. It says, for we are, now that's you. That we are now, I want you to say it to yourself, for I am. For I am. Please let's say it. For I am is workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Now please let's have the KJV now. Thank you very much. Let's have the KJV. The KJV probably it has been recited to you before then you can capture it very well. Can we have the KJV? What does it say? For I am his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God had before ordained. You know, that before was when? Before the foundation of the world. Do you know the word workmanship, what it means? It's a masterpiece. Maybe any one of us have, we know some work of art. When they say someone has made a masterpiece, that is the signature product of that artist. That is the most important work of that person. When you say masterpiece, workmanship, now, God is telling us in the Bible that his greatest product is you. And you were created in Christ Jesus for great things. Which God had made before the foundations of the world. You are the best product of God ever. Imagine somebody is trying to tell you that you are less. Or a situation is facing you and you are thinking you can't surmount it. But the Bible is telling you differently in Ephesians 2.10. You are God's best product. Verse 11. Let's go back to NKJV now. Verse 11. Therefore remember that you once Gentiles in the flesh. Who are called on circumcision by what is called the circumcision made in the flesh. By hands. That at the time you were without Christ. Being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel. And strangers from the covenants of promise. Having no hope. And without God in the world. You see now when, before you became born again. You were not a part of that promise. But immediately you passed through Christ. This is who the new creature is. The new creature is the workmanship of God. Amen. Now let's read 2 Corinthians 5.17. Well, brother Victor read for us once before. Second Corinthians 5.17. 2 Corinthians 5.17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, if anyone is born again, you become a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. You now become that workmanship that God made from the original. That's Kizizo that he said. In Greek, they call it sisis. Original formation, original creation of God. 
go back to that workmanship that was made before the foundation of earth. So this new creation is what is in Ephesians 2.10. And when you become that new creation, three things happen to you. That new creation, you are a son of God, number one. You become joint heirs with Christ, number two. And you become filled with the Holy Spirit and you are led by the Holy Spirit. Those are the three fundamental things that happen to you when you become a new creation. Number one, you become the son of God. Number two, you become joint heirs with Christ. Number three, you become filled with the Spirit. Now, you understand those three things, the first one has something to do with the Father. The second one has something to do with the Son. The third one has something to do with the Holy Spirit. The first one is, you become the Son of God, the Father. The second one is what? You become joint heirs with Jesus Christ, the Son. Is the sons that have inheritance. You know, I spoke about inheritance earlier. We're going back to inheritance. You become a rightful son of the father. That's the first thing that happens to you when you are a new creation. Number two, now, after you have become son, there was a son before you who was the first begotten. That's Jesus Christ. You become joint heirs with him. You can share the inheritance that is in God now. You can share it with him. That's the second thing. Now, the third thing. God, the Holy Spirit, what, what, what happens with God, the Holy Spirit? God wants to live with you. That's the secret. He wants to live in you. But he is too big because he dwells in the heaven and the earth is his footstool. He sits upon the circles of the earth. There is no way he can come in his entity, but he also has a unique form, the Holy Spirit. You become filled with that Holy Spirit if you are a new creation. And you be not only filled with the Holy Spirit, but you are led by the Spirit. So we quickly talk about the first one, being a son of God. Because we're talking about taking the future. How can you take the future? You cannot take the future if you are ignorant of who you are. Your identity is key to what you will become in life. And no matter what anybody has become in life before now, if that person is not a born-again Christian, even if the person has been the president of the United States of America, that person has lived a super life. Because that person has not walked in the will of God. It's until you become a new creation. And you, you walk in that level. I said it takes a God level. It takes a God-level process for you to understand what God has formed in you. That workmanship in Ephesians 2.10. He said you are the workmanship of God. To understand what that workmanship is, it takes a, a certain kind of knowledge for you to have that revelation. Now, let's talk about sonship. Let's talk about sonship quickly. Every fetus that is born is born a baby. Are we together? When you become a new creation... Don't let anyone fool you. You are a baby Christian. You are a baby. You are a child. And a child has rights, but doesn't have any responsibility. Have you seen a baby in a house? A baby has only rights. You have to feed that baby. You have to clothe the baby. You have to provide a roof over the head of that baby. But there's no responsibility. So as so someone who is a newborn again, you are a new creation. You are a baby without responsibilities. But when you grow from a baby, a child, into sonship, sons enjoy rights in the house. They also have responsibilities. That's the difference. That's why a son can work in inheritance. Someone who doesn't understand responsibilities cannot become a heir. You can't inherit anything because you don't. Because it takes a responsible person to handle heritage. Are we together? So when you are born again, you are born a child. You take as babes. You take milk. But then it takes a growing for you to grow from being a baby to being a son. 
Now, when you become a son, you can walk in the fullness of all the things that God has prepared for you. Now, let me tell you some scriptures so that we can have, have form to this. We won't be able to complete this today. We will, com- we will continue next week. I've said it's a journey for you to understand who you are in Christ. When you walk in the knowledge of who you are in Christ, you might say, okay, I'm going to MRI. They should open the mug. I want to touch the sick. Let them, let, them, let them rise up. That's what knowledge does to you. When you have knowledge and the spirit of God is in you, you just want to do unexplainable things for God. But when we don't know who we are, we become timid Christians. We become the pre-Pentecost. We are like the pre-Pentecost Peter. The pre-Pentecost Peter and all the disciples, they were holed up somewhere because they were babes. They had become born again. Remember when Jesus called them, they were all born again. They were following Jesus. They were born again. But they were babes and they were not sons. But a day came, they became sons. And when they became sons, they left hiding and they went into the world. And men complained about them. These ones have turned the world upside down. You must move from where you are and get to that level as a son so you can walk in your inheritance. I want us to look at a few scriptures quickly before we close. We just have a few minutes left. I want us to read quickly John chapter 3. No, before we go to, let's do Galatians first. Galatians 4. We read Galatians 4 quickly. Let's do Galatians 4. Galatians 4 quickly. Can we do Galatians 4 from verse 1? Galatians 4 from verse 1, it says, Now I say that the heir, as long as he is a child, can you see this now? Does not differ at all from a slave. Though he is master of all, you see, God had created you from the foundation of the world as a masterpiece. But when you are still a babe, you can't control anything. If something stands outside your window, 1 a.m., you wake up, Jesus, 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 you're afraid. Because you are still a babe, you don't understand who you are. It's normal. Now, verse 2, what does it say? But it's under guardians and stewards. Until the time appointed by the Father. Can we go to verse 5 quickly? Let's do verse 6. No, let's, that's verse 5. Yes, go back to that verse 5. So redeem those who were under the Lord that we might receive the adoption as sons. Something happens, you become adopted as a son. From being a child. Can we do verse 6 now? Verse, and because you are sons, God sent forth the spirit of his son into your hearts, crying out, Abba, Father. Something happens to you to make you stay in the position to cry, Abba, Father. That's the word there, the spirit of his son. The spirit of Jesus Christ must be activated in you. The Holy Spirit must be activated in you as a born-again Christian before you can ever call God Abba Father. From a babe into sonship. Next week, we are going to read Romans chapter 8. In Romans chapter 8, verse 14, something happened in Romans 8, 14. Can we look at Romans 8, 14? It says the Holy Spirit will quicken your bodies as a babe. After the Holy Spirit quickens you, you become an adopted son and you can cry, Abba, Father. Romans 8, 14. He said, for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Okay, continue. Verse 15. He says, for you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. Verse 16. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. Verse 17. And if children, then yes, heirs of God, join us with Christ, if indeed we suffer with him, that we might also be glorified with him. 
Uh, can we go to verse 11 quickly? Verse 11 now. Verse 11, that's Romans 8. But if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will, give also, will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. Through verse 9. Let's start from verse 9 to verse 11 as I close. Let's start from verse 9 now. But you are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If indeed the spirit of God dwells in you, now, if anyone does not have the spirit of Christ, he is not his. Verse 10. And if Christ is in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the spirit is life because of righteousness. Let's go to verse 11 now. But if the spirit of Jesus Christ now, the spirit of God, who raised Jesus from the dead, if the spirit dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead, that's the Holy Spirit, he will give life to your mortal bodies. Now, if we go to KJV version, let's go to KJV version. I want that give life. It's written differently. In KJV. But if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also do what? He will quicken. This quicken in Greek is called Zopia. To grow you. He grows you. Quicken means to grow you from a baby into a son. The Holy Spirit is the one that grows you. From a baby into sonship. When you now become a son, that is when you can sing that song, Abba Father. We are going to sing that song as we close. Next week, I'm going to give further flesh to this so that you can understand who you are. Want, I want us to sing that song. Sing that song in the knowledge that it is the Holy Spirit that can allow you to call God Abba Father. Can we sing that song this morning as we are closing? We cry, Abba Father. Hallowed be your name. Hallowed.